Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Amen. 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 Praise God again. I, uh, I'm moving now, uh, shifting into a new series that we're getting ready to embark upon. Amen. Now, I pray that you understand what I have taught you all about the seasons and that you go through life. Your life goes through seasons. Amen. And you need to be prepared and learn how to, to adjust to each season in your life. And because these seasons are coming, and if you keep failing it, you'll keep coming back again each year. It takes time for those seasons to change. And once they do change, I believe that, that God would, like now, we don't really have real hard winners like we used to a long time ago. Well, guess what? I believe life is just like that. The closer you get with God, the winners won't be so hard on you. Amen. Amen. You start to learn, you start to adapt, and you start to change, you start to act more like God, and your seasons will flow with you. And then I move from those seasons and start talking about times like these, the times that we were in, you know, with all the violence that's going on with the police and with the, the, the uh, Black Lives Matter and all those things coming to a, to a head. Well, these things are pointing to something, a different season that is approaching us. And it's the season of his return. Now, now, the Bible says that when I say that, it ought to encourage you. It ought to make you happy. If it makes you fearful and, and, and gets you to a point where you're not sure, then we need to talk. Amen? Because we can't try to change the season. God is in control of the seasons. And these signs are coming, are showing themselves Simply because of the time that we're living in, God wants us to know. He wants us to know how things are coming together, how things are unfolding. And I remember last scripture I gave you, the Bible said, if the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? God's expecting us as the righteous to do some certain things in this life, in this season, in this time that we're living in. We cannot act like the world. We cannot do what the heathens are doing or what the Gentiles, those who are without God, are doing. They may do this and do that, but we've got to stand firm on our foundation of what God said. He said, in the last days, I will shake everything that can be shaken. And the only thing that it will not be shaken and will remain is the word of God. So we've got to make our foundation on the word of God. If God told us to do this, then we must do it. Amen. We don't know the outcome until we do it. And once we do it, God is faithful with the outcome. Amen? So we act on faith. We trust and believe God that he knows what he's doing. He said, I told you these things before they happen. So when they happen, you might believe. God said, when you see these things unfolding, know that I know it and that I am God in the midst of it. And I've already got it figured out. It's not catching me off guard. Guess what? It's going to get worse. Well, pastor, you're preaching doom and gloom. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what God said. So you don't be taken off guard. The racial riots are going to get more and more and more and more intense. But I ask you, what are the righteous to do? See, if you don't know, then you just like everybody else. You're confused. You can take all your meetings. You can have all your town hall meetings. And you can try to come up with what's going, what the righteous to do or what everybody's supposed to be doing during this time and how we're supposed to handle it. But if you don't know your word, you won't know what to do. That's why he sent me. Hallelujah. I am here to teach you and tell you how you're supposed to conduct yourself during times like these and how to handle yourself. Amen? Right now, all relationships are being 
challenged. Mom and daughter, brother and sister, father, son, father, daughter, husband, wife, friends, uncles, church people, the world, police, and, and, and all this. and All relationships are being challenged. And God wants us to know how to handle them. And what I'm going to do today is talk to you about the glue that's going to hold relationships together. When the foundations are being destroyed, what are the righteous to do? Amen. You need to know what God's requiring of you in this season and this time. And I'm going to talk to you today based on what God and how God set things up. And we're going to be dealing with relationships. So all of you all, whether you know or not, you're in a relationship. Some of you are in husband and wife. Some of you are in family. Some of you in boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, all that kind of stuff. But some of you are in work relationships. But you are in some type of relationship. And there's one glue that holds all relationships together. I bet you, you already know what it is. Somebody say faith, God. I mean, but what? How, what how, I mean, come on. How are you going to throw love out there? What is love? I mean, come on now, love. How can that be so powerful to hold a relationship together? Come on now, y'all, y'all really don't know what you're talking about. But since you said that, I'm going to talk to you today about the power of love. The power of love. The power of love. We don't know it, but we've all experienced it. Yep, it has power. And can I use a couple of old songs that come into my mind? <laughs> it may not be true, but it, it was a song that we said you know, once before. You know, uh, one dude said, love will make you do wrong. Love will make you do right. <laughs> Does love have enough power to make me do wrong? I think that's a misinterpretation. I think you want to do wrong. But I do believe that love has a power to make you do right. I believe if you really understood love, you would do right. I don't care how bad they treat you. I don't care how bad they talk about you. I don't care about how bad they beat you. I don't care how bad they shoot your loved ones down. I don't care how bad you talk about folks. I don't care how bad they talk about you. I don't, it don't matter. If you understood the power of love, we can change things. In these last days, God said that you're going to know them by the love they have one towards another. So we've got to walk in love as a church. You got to love your enemies. You have heard it said that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He said, but I say unto you, I'm your master and Lord. I say unto you, love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully misuse you and say all manner of evil against you. We're living in the last days, the perilous times. We got to know how the righteous are supposed to conduct themselves during these times. I can't take sides with you because I'm on his side. I have taken the side of the cross, and I have chosen to love them and to love myself. Whatever relationship you're in is going to be tested, and if there's no love, it's going to fall. It's going to falter. It's going to break down. Love is going to be the glue and the key that's going to hold us all together. Stephanie Mills said one thing. She said, I've learned to respect the power of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of you sang the song in your mind already. <laughs> Baby, love will teach you how to respect it. When everything's going good and love is all great, 
But when things go sour, whoo, you learn how to respect love at that point. There's going to be some things that people are going to do in relationships that's going to cause you to be hurt. And the only thing that's going to help you during those times and those situations is the power of love. Even though they mess up on you, you got to become the sacrifice for them. You can't hold it against them. This happens in every relationship known to man. Relationships are not going to be the way you expect them to be. Not always. They will have some attacks. They will have some times when they will come under attack. And the only thing that's going to keep it solid and strong is the power of love. So today I want to help you with dealing with the power of love, but I want to come to you from God's perspective, so to speak, and, and help you to really truly get a handle on it and an understanding of it. Tyrone, you know I forgot my pointer again, all right? Amen. Everybody in the world is involved in some sort of relationship, whether it be a marriage or a dating or friendship. Spiritually, you know, we're in this church. We're spiritually hooking up together. We're, we're, we're in a spiritual relationship or family or friends, however. Not everyone knows and understands the power that holds that relationship together. This is what's supposed to hold us together as a church. Love. Because you love me and I love you, there's certain things I'm not going to do to, to hurt you or to destroy you. I'm not going to talk about you because that tears you down. I'm not going to want you, I'm not going to come here and not want you to sit beside me. Uh-huh. I'm not going to pick sides. Because I love you. Relationship between people can be an absolute joy and make the quality of life so much better when they're strong and doing good. When we're in a good relationship together, have y'all ever, ever been in a good relationship? Things going good. Some of you I can tell because I see the smile on your face. You're thinking about it right now. You're just smiling. <laughs> Some of you are in a bad relationship, and y'all just, <laughs> Oh, I wish. I can just see it on your face. I wish, you know. But that's all right. That's all right. Because relationships are relationships. If you do it God's way, you'll know how to get in, and you'll know how to exit out. I'm here today to teach you so that you can know how to deal with these relationships and how to deal with this power that God has given you. And so you can stop underestimating what God has done in your life. I don't know if you know it or not, but you were created or made to love. You might not even understand it, but you were made to love. Baby, you're going to love somebody or something. Yeah, you are. All that power that's in you is going to be directed towards something or somebody. Because you were made. Or you, that's why I love the song, I was made for love. I realized I was made for loving him. I was made for He created me because he wanted me to return my love to him. He didn't make me. He didn't challenge me. You can't make nobody love you. They got that song twisted. I'm going to make you love me. You're not going to make nobody love you. If they want to walk out that door, let them go. That's your desire. When you start putting people in a point where you're going to make them love you, that's called bondage. 
I've seen movies where people have people locked in chains in the attic, in the storage, in the basement. Wouldn't let them go. Why? Because you're going to love me. I'm going to make you love me. No, you're not. You're going to make me kill you if I get loose. <laughs> Baby, love is something that you cannot force. But it's a force that you cannot stop. Yeah. Once it gets to moving and you start losing control, whoo, baby, you got stuff on your hands. You need to learn to respect how God created you. God made us a wonderful, as wonderful beings, as crown of his creation. Do you realize that? You are the crown of God's creation. The angels are looking at you and wondering, my God. God, what, is, what, what are they? Who are they? What is this man? He made us with a will and an intellect. You know, thinking about this and how God created us, you know, how are you going to handle it when you get when that person walks into your life and they come into your life and they're the crown of God's creation? I mean, you've been lonely for a long time and here's the crown of God's creation coming to your life with intellect. Your emotions, your love just runs strictly after it. You have to watch this power. All right? He made us with the power to choose because he didn't want to force us to love him. Even though this person has all this going for them, what'd you say? Don't worry about that. That fly on my head. That's all right. You bond that spot. Don't worry about it. Make my hair grow. <laughs> Anyway, but he made us with the power to choose because he did not want to force us to love him. God created you with a power to choose. Even though you're God's crown creation, even though you have this intellect, I can't make you love me. Because God gave you that right to choose whether you want to love me or not. Any situation coming to your life, in any relationship, you cannot make that relationship be what you wanted it to be. That individual has to choose to agree to you how this relationship is going to work out. Amen. Now, in this message today, I realize that when I'm talking about relationships and the power of love, that I'm transcending all age groups. There's young people here who hear me, and there are older people who hear me. But all y'all will hear me. If you pay attention, you will hear something what God's trying to say to you, and you have to take it and apply it to what. I realize that when I do teach, that God has a way, an uncanny way, of touching the young and the old at the same time with the same message. Amen. Amen? All right. So God wanted us to be free, to have the free choice whether or not we love him or not. I can't make you love God. I can't make you serve God. I can't make you come to church on Sundays and listen. I can't make you show up on Wednesday nights. That's your choice, baby. That is your choice. But he placed it all on the line just to show you how much he loved you. Now watch this. Not only were we made for love, but the relationships that we get in, it has the power to be able to, to, to demonstrate God's love. The psalmist said that the angels are wondering, what is this man that you're so mindful of him? The son of man, earthbound man, that you care for him. What is in this man that makes you love him? God, what, is caught, what, what, what have you tied yourself to? What have you created? That caused you to act like you're acting. We've never seen you like this, God. We've never seen you in this type of position. 
Whenever I send you in this predicament, man is always on your mind. What is this man? What does he have? What does he possess? That you're so mindful of him, that you would come and visit him. You're there for him when he gets in trouble. You're there for him when he's sick, when he's down. When he's sinned, you're still there for him. What is this man? How did you create this man? So much so, now they say that you come to, that you care for him, you come to visit him. But Jesus said, I come, I've come to visit you so that you can have life and life more abundantly. Even though what you did to me, he didn't bring it up. Love has a power to forgive. It has the power to let go. If the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? We are to love. We got to figure out. See, because foundations are destroyed. In relationships, when you got these little kids at school and they don't like each other no more, then, then how are you supposed to have? I'm not going to talk to them. No, no, you've got to talk to them. My husband, my wife, they, you know, we, we this and they that. You know, you know how you're going to fix it? You got to talk to them. You're really going to talk to the Lord. You're going to talk to your mate. Wow. Where is love in that? Yeah. Love is a force that you cannot stop. You cannot stop yourself from loving them. You can try it, and what it will cause is to reinvent or reverse and come at you and turn into hate. then you will hate them. And all you're doing is covering the love that God had shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. It's still there. You're, you're, I told you before, you're taking poison and waiting on them to die. You were not designed for hate. He made you to love. To force yourself to hate is to put yourself out there in the enemy's territory. Cause you to rewire your being. You've got to rewire yourself in order to hate somebody. You were not created to hate. You were not designed to. That's why it takes a toll on your body when you try it. Because you're rewiring your circuits to your heart. Just so that you can hate that person. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. The power of love. Let's go on. Love is so powerful that it must be demonstrated. Watch this. The angel asked the question, what is man that you are so mindful of him that the son of man would go down and visit him? What is this man that will make you do this? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Therein, the demonstration of love. Love must be demonstrated. You can't tell me you love me. That ain't enough. You don't have to demonstrate me. You don't have to show me. And that's what young boys tell young girls. You love me, show me. And they get caught up in it because they want to demonstrate that they really truly love you. That they give you their body. Just to demonstrate to you how much they love you. Mm -hmm. 
And God told us that in this, this passage, he warned us, he showed us how powerful love was. For God so loved the world that, you know, so, how much is so? It's so, it's so, it's demonstrated by that. You, you missed it. So, we can't define, because how much is so much? You have so much money. Okay, well, how much is so much? You love me so much. Okay, well, how much is so much? You know? Ooh, I like this dress so much. Okay, how so much? You have to have the that to demonstrate how much the so is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too deep for you. You can't get it. <laughs> Jemaine just buzzed out with the laugh. He's like, <laughs> either he catching it or he like, you're going crazy. To define so, you have to have that. Yeah. That that is the thing that demonstrates the soul. Yeah. He loved the world so much that he gave. Yeah. Young ladies that fall in love with these young guys, and they say, I love you, and he say, I love you back. Now she's confused of what love is. The next question, okay, then if you love me, you would. What she should say, if you love me, you wouldn't. Amen. Uh, you can see the look on some of the young folks' face. They say, what? They just like Jermaine was when I said that. <laughs> see, love is a mutual thing. If I love you, I'm not going to violate you. And if you love me, you wouldn't ask me to violate you. It's a mutual agreement. Respect. And that's something that we don't have. That's why I say you have to learn to respect the power of love. Even though your emotions may be jumping all over the place. But because I respect you, I'm not going to ask you to go out of your will. Get, in, get out of God's purpose. Get out of God's plan. I'm not going to ask you to do that because I respect you. And you're not going to ask me because you respect me. That mutual agreement is on love. Love is a powerful force. Mm -hmm. Every relationship needs love. I love you so much that I'm demonstrating. I'm giving you something that's dear to me. And God gave his only begotten son. A good relationship, in every good relationship, God is what every Everyone needs to enjoy life. A good relationship with God is what everyone needs in order to enjoy life. Your first relationship, baby, needs to be with God. And we have not taught our generation, our children, this. And therefore, they err when they come down to love because they've never been taught how to handle the relationship with love or with God. So therefore, we err and we get way out there. And when we start hitting our head against the bricks, we try to find God. Every relationship needs to begin with God. Good relationships are hard to form. If you see somebody here with a good relationship, I guarantee you it wasn't easy. Oh, y'all think me and Miss King got together. Give me a high five, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whew, and that, that high five wasn't the fact that we got together. It's just all that we've been through. <laughs> trying to forge and make this relationship what it is today. It was hard. 
very, she said. Okay, now you put another adjective. Okay, describe very. <laughs> so, you know, you did so, so now what's very? <laughs> very so? Uh, anyway, so the good relationships are hard to form and even harder to maintain. Boy, some days I know she don't like me. I know they're far in between, but, you know, there's some days that she don't like me. But she still has to love me. There will be some times in your relationship where you're not going to like your mate. You are not going <laughs> Praise, glory, holy, and amen. Hey. There are some days when, guess what? Y'all not going to realize this, but there are some days when I get on Miss King's nerves. She said, she's being nice. She said, that's the day that I get on yours, too. Yeah, a few days. <laughs> the thing is, is that because the love that we have for one another, I'm able to forgive. Because I've learned to respect the power of love. Because I love her so much, I don't want to see nobody else with her. Amen. Let that sink in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've grown to love this woman so much that I don't want nobody else to have her. That helped me to understand why God said I'm a jealous God. I'm jealous because I don't want nobody else. To have my good thing. I can't fathom in my mind how I would act if somebody else. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say it. I can't say it. But I, I, I just can't handle that. My mind would, would, just, it would just go there. So I do everything within me to make sure that she has what she needs. I love her so much that I give. Not that she's forcing, not that she's asking, but because the love that I've learned to respect has caused me now to give. I don't believe there's no man out there can beat me giving to my wife. So I'm jealous when you try to. You can't beat my time. That's the power of love. She needs it. Don't. I got you. She want it. I'm here. You sad? I'm going to make you happy. I've learned to respect the power of love because love can do this. And I'm still growing in it. I'm still learning from it. Pastor, why are you saying all this? Because in these last days, we're going to have to learn to love. If we're going to keep our relationship together, whether it be marriage, with our children, with our husbands, our wives, our, our co-workers, with the police officers, it's going to be because of love. The Bible said in the last day, the love of many shall wax cold. So what is the devil after? He's after your love walk. 
He'll find a little anything to get you to compromise or to, to stop liking that individual because eventually he knows that you never understood love. He's going to make you think that life is love. And now you think because you don't like them, you don't love them. That's deception at its finest. You cannot like them. That's an emotion. That will change. Love is eternal. Prophecy may cease. Word of knowledge may cease. All that, but love will be here forever. It's the one thing that will not diminish, and you can't take it away. That's why it hurt you so bad when you try to get rid of it, suppress it. It has a way of coming back on you, and you die early. Yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor, what is love? What is this thing that I feel? Mm-hmm. And if you realize, all the old artists, all of them want to know the same thing. They were all trying to figure out what is love. What is this thing? What's this thing that make me feel like I don't want to feel? <laughs> Well, I thank God that he showed us. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 through 7 says, God, well, let's put it this way. Love is patient and kind. You don't have to like me, baby, to be patient and to be kind. That's not something that I have that I'm giving to you. That's something you're in control of. You can be patient and kind even though you don't like me. You hear me? You don't have to treat me like dirt. You cook dinner for the kids, cook my, fix my plate too. Oh, where did that come from? You weren't ready for that one, huh? Uh-huh. 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 You know what? I opened the door for Miss King whether I like her or not. When we were in an argument, you know, I'm, everything going good. Come on, baby, get in. She gets in. She happy. I close the door behind her. And when we arguing, guess what? Come on, baby, get in. There were times when she like, I can open my own door. <laughs> well, see, I'm this man of God. I done made up in my mind. I made a resolve in my spirit that I'm going to be a man even when you like me when you don't like me. When you love me when you can't stand me. Well, when she can't stand me, she don't want me trying to be a gentleman. You need to move. I got this. No, I'm going to open the door for you. No, don't close my door. It's hot. It <laughs> 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 was a low five. What a high one. <laughs> Men, you're the head of this thing. God calls you to love. He said, I command you to love your wife. I command you to do it. She may not like you, but you better love her. Yeah, boy. Some of y'all start sweating. You know, I can see you you shining right there. You start shining. Well, Pastor, you don't know how she treated me. I didn't ask you how she was treating you. I'm asking you how you're treating her. Okay, ladies, I'm going to need y'all to sit up straight. 
Not clap. <laughs> the brother on enough heat as it is. Because, see, you are the image of God. They're looking at you and will determine spiritually how God treats his creatures. You were made in the image and the likeness of God. That's why God said, I tell you to love your wife as Christ has loved the church and gave himself for it. This is the image that I want you to walk in as men. The world is missing it. They don't understand what love is like. And I need you to demonstrate what love is and what love is like. Pastor, you just don't know. You're not married to this woman that I'm married to. I know she's not married to the same man that you think that she's married to. It's more to you than what meets the eye. You just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to be the man that God comes. You want to be that little boy that's going to take his ball and run home. You want to go back over there to mama's house, live on mama's couch, and let mama fix your breakfast and bring you. And bad thing about it, mama willing to do it because mama lonely. Mama needs some love. Mama needs to send your butt back to your house. You've grown and act like you've grown. Mm -hmm. That little boy hadn't released mama yet, so you married your mama. You want her to act just like your mama. You want, her, you want her to treat you like mama treated you and let you whine and pout when you felt like you wanted to whine and pout. Yeah, touch. Tell, yeah, touch. Women, <laughs> women, be quiet now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to grow up. Be the man God called you to be. Learn to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it to sanctify her without spot or wrinkle. You were commanded to do this. He wouldn't have commanded you to do it if you couldn't. What did the church do to Jesus? Put him on a cross, spit in his face, talked about it, told him he wasn't no good. Yeah, mocked him. And what did he do? He went to his father and said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Brothers, when, the, when your wives get confused sometimes, and they come under attack of the enemy, you go to your daddy and you tell them, Father, forgive her. She don't know what she's doing. She don't realize how this is destroying me. She don't realize how this is hurting me. Father, forgive her. You got the right. The Bible says whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whoever sins you retain, they are retained. Why sit back and hold this against her when you can release her and let her grow? By your stripes, she can be healed. 
The price that you pay for this has been laid upon you. The chastisement of her peace is on your shoulders. So how are you going to sit there and retain, hold on to what she did wrong when you got the power to forgive? Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. I know you weren't ready for this one. You want to hear Black Lives Matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, baby, it's a new day now. Your love is trying to wax cold, and God said, not without you knowing my word and my will. Mm-hmm. You should know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. You might not want to be free, but when you sit on this word, it's going to make you free. You're going to have to decide what you're going to do. You're going to have to bring it on, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Love is patient and kind. Hold on. I ain't even... Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. I'm not jealous to the point that Miss King might, you know, have more than I have, or she might look better than me, or, you know, she, it's not a competition type of jealousy. The jealousy that I'm jealous of is that I don't want nobody else. You understand it? I'm jealous. I'm furious jealous. You're talking about making my anger kindle. Hmm. Yes, sir. You rubbed me the wrong way. Huh. No, I ain't going there. Draw the line. You'll see the wrath and the indignation of Pastor King. You don't want that. So it's not jealous. I'm not jealous of her or envious of her. All right, it's not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. I'm not trying to get what I want from Miss King. I'm trying to give Miss King what she wants for herself. Because Miss King's responsibility is to make sure I've got what I need. In doing so, I'm taking care of her needs. Uh-huh, yeah, buddy. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Some of y'all just irritable. You know, you can't, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't sit close to me. Get off me. Move. Move. You're too close on to me. No. You just, you know, you just irritated. Stuff going on in your life, it ain't right, and you just, you're just irritable. Man come home and say, hey, baby, how you doing? I'm doing fine. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Just irritable. And I'll deal with that a little bit more later. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wrong. Some of y'all got your records. <laughs> and you're playing them every day. That same old sad song, I remember when you did this. I remember when you did that, and we did that, and we did that, 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 that. What? You need to break your record. You keep playing this. You keep rehearsing this. You keep going over and over again. And who's going to benefit? Nobody but the devil. Keep no record of wrong. 
I don't know what the last thing Miss King did to make me mad, and I don't want to know. I don't want to remember it because I'm going to get mad all over again. So just let it go. Some of y'all just want to be miserable. You want to be irritable. And you can't move to another relationship because you're irritable about the last one. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoice whenever truth wins out. And this is love. Love never gives up. Always believing. No, baby, we're going to make this happen. I know you don't like me, but I ain't, I'm not, uh, you can't divorce me. And that's the time when you all sing the song. I'm not leaving. I'm not going, you know, you ain't going nowhere. All that stuff, you know, uh, there's no way, no way, no way. I'm not living without you. Why? Because love never gives up. Baby, I can change. Baby, I will change. I'm going to be what you want me to be. I'm going to be there. Whatever. Make up your song. That's the time you, I'm going to make you love me because I ain't going nowhere. I ain't, I'm not leaving. You can leave me if you want. I'll still be here when you get back. Never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Okay, what you throw at love, love's going to endure it. You don't believe that, do you? Let me tell you what love really is. Watch this. God is love. And anyone that does not love, don't know God. God is love. If you're going to make it in these times, it's getting ready to come up on your life, your marriage, your children, whatever. Let me tell you something, y'all parents. Y'all can love y'all children off of cocaine. You can love them off the streets. You can love them out of those relationships. You can love them out of it. Love is just that power. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and look at 1 Corinthians 13 14, all you got to do is just put God in there. God is patient and kind. God's never jealous, not boastful or, or proud or rude. God does not demand his own way. God is not irritable. Do you see what love is? You see what God is? God keeps no record of what you did wrong. You want God to be like this, but you don't want to be like this. Hypocrite. That's what it's called. Hypocrisy. You want God to be like this. Because God has defined himself for God is love. And then you go back and you put him in there, you see how God is, but you don't want to be like that. But you were made and created in his image and his likeness to act like God. You have the ability to love. You were created in love. Stop telling me you're here to divorce court. Ooh. All I can hear is the air conditioner. God does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoice whenever truth wins out. God is happy when the truth is finally made known. God never gives up on you. He never loses faith in you. How can you lose faith in your wife? How can you lose faith in your husband? Well, Pastor, you don't know what all he did. Then forgive him and keep forgiving him. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. 
He's going to pay for this one. But which one are you going to pay for? Let him, her, them, without sin, cast the first stone. You ain't always been holy. You ain't always been righteous. You may have got that brother to 92% of the way, and now you're going to throw him back. And some other woman grab him at 92%. Oh, sucky, sucky. <laughs> you almost complete. <laughs> and then they start doing better, and their family going good. And you see them out there in the mall, and he looking just as happy. And you still by your sin. <laughs> Girl, I made him where you left him. Yeah, boy, I can hear you now. You just don't know the man I got. Well, some of them need to let go. If a man refused to be who God called him to be, and if he's not pleased, the Bible says if he's not pleased with you, the Bible says let them depart. So I'm not telling you to hold on to a fool, even though you married him. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later on when we start dealing with it. How to let go of a fool. Some folks, you got to let go of slowly. It's like having your hand on a lion's mouth, and you finally get it out, and you take off running. No, no, no. Bag out slow. Put some distance between that rascal because he got four feet and he can catch up. You just got two. So I'll teach you how to get out of it, all right? (laughs) Y'all think I'm crazy. I am not crazy. (laughs) There's a time for everything. I told you that. There's a season and a time of how to do stuff, all right? All right. It might be not even your season. All right. Take one stick and lay it over there, and you come back, and you know, <laughs> get another stick, and you lay Anyway, all right. Oh, Lord, now y'all think I'm teaching you how to do it. Anyway, all right. Just keep up with this series, and you're going to learn some stuff, all right? All right. All right. In the first chapter, watch this. Is God enough? Is God enough? He's bored enough? All right, let's discover it. In the first chapter of Genesis, we can read that God, in the beginning, God, whoo, I am running out of time. In the first chapter of Genesis, you can read that God begins his creation and followed by saying, it is good. And it was good. It was good. But when he came and created man, he said something that was different. He looked at man and said, it is not good. And man should be alone. You know what? I'm going to help you right here. Nobody probably ever helped you with this before. But to be truthful, your relationship with God is not enough. Let that sink in. Don't throw nothing at me. Your relationship with God is not enough. If it was so, why would he tell Adam it wasn't good? Adam had a relationship with God. Wasn't God enough? God said, no, I know how I created you. I created you to love. And just loving me, it ain't enough for you. So I'm going to create somebody and give you a help. Watch this. Next verse. Next verse. Y'all remember that song? I'm so tired of being alone. How many of y'all tired of it? Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. You know, I try to, we try to tell women all the time, you know, 
Baby, you don't need no man. You, you all right. Just, just learn to serve the Lord and be happy. I got a wife. <laughs> so it's easy for me to tell you single people, it's better that you serve the Lord and be happy. You ain't got to deal with all this. You don't have to deal with all that. That's coming from a married person. Mm-hmm, somebody said right. <laughs> Truth is, single people, you, you, you get lonely sometimes. And if you can't fight the passion, you need to be married. Now that means you go to God and you put pressure on God. God, you know I got some issues with this flesh. And God, you know I want to I get me something. You know I want to do this. So, so God, you got to send me a mate. Because I want to be right. I'm tired of everybody telling me, oh, you blessed girl just to be single. No, uh-uh, forget all that. You know, God said it wasn't good. And because I got these desires inside me, I know it's not good. Only single people understand this. <laughs> you know what? I had, and I put this up here just to show you that I exposed myself and talked to you about, about this. Uh, I tried uh, to stop my daughter from getting in a relationship with these, these tackhead boys, you know. You know, I tried to be the best image of a man to her so she see how a man's supposed to act, open and close her doors and, and all this and, and all that kind of stuff, just showing her, you know, that she didn't need no man, that her relationship and, and her daddy relationship was tight enough she didn't need no man. That wasn't enough. <laughs> That wasn't real enough. She realized that she wanted to be with somebody else. That there was a relationship outside of a relationship with her father that she needed that was going to help her to be complete. Oh, I tried to protect her from the hurt and the pain and all that kind of stuff. But deep down inside, there was a desire in her to have a relationship with somebody else because God wanted and created her to be a helpmeet to somebody else. And it wasn't her daddy. My selfishness may want her, you ain't ready yet. You don't need this yet. But her emotion and her desire and everybody around her screaming to her, you need somebody. And here's dad over here, you don't need nobody. And when she got somebody, I was mad at the somebody. I forgot what God said at first. It was her choice. She had to choose that. God knew the relationship that he had with Adam, even though he being father could supply all Adam needs, wasn't enough. So he created for Adam a help meet. I know that's blowing a lot of your theology. Because for so long, God is enough while you're married. Because there were some desires in you that God created that must be fulfilled. And you can't get those desires with just you and God. Had to have somebody else. So now you got to repent. If you're single and he ain't showed up yet, stop lying. Stop telling everybody, I don't want no man. Just say, well, he ain't came along yet. Because you want one. He just hadn't manifested yet. So you got to go back to being loved. Love is patient. You got to have some patience. Well, Pastor, how long? I don't know how long. God may be still working on you, or he may be working on the individual. And if you keep crying for him, God may send him to you just like he is. He may be 50% or 50% ready. Now, God was working on him. He said, no, I got to at least give him 75, but you keep crying for him. Okay, here he is. He's 30% ready. Your impatient self. And I'm just happy I got me a man. You got you a man. 
That's what you got, a man. And now you want to fix, you want to finish God's job. You want to create it for yourself. You want to make you a man. And this dude just as rough, uncut, no chasers, but he's yours. And you didn't marry him. You said I do, and realize, didn't realize that you just did. He wasn't through, he wasn't completed, he wasn't ready, he's a fool, and you married him. This is the man God gave me. That's the man you chose. God wanted to complete him, but you were impatient. So God said, I'm going to get him to that point where he needs to be, but in the process, you need to be more than what you were created to be. Instead of being a help me, now you got to be able to take some authority. you got to be able to do this. Why? Until I can get this man to the level where you can give him back his authority. Because somebody got to do it. Some of y'all are married to the men who ain't there yet. And now you got to rise up and be the man and the woman. You got to take on the responsibility. Why? Because he went through with him yet. But you wanted it. Oh, y'all ain't clapping now? You were desperate. Why? Because everybody else had one. They were happy. And I just got me one. They throwing rice all over. Now you're out there trying to pick up them grains of rice because you ain't got no food in the house. That rice don't want to go to work. Ah, oh, no, I need to stop. <laughs> but you got tired of being alone. You got tired of being alone. Yeah, you did. Now you're wishing you was alone. <laughs> Won't this rascal leave? Why don't he just go? <laughs> he ain't got to go to work. Just get out of the house. But you asked for him. You wanted him. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous, people. When we start wanting what everybody else got. Slow your roll. Wait on God. There are a lot of men out here who've been mothered to life. They ain't had grown up because mama took care of them. Mama gave him, uh, gave him her car. Mama bought his clothes. Mama cooked his dinner. Mama ran his water in the tub. Mama made sure he was dressed right before he left the house. And when you saw him, you thought he was together. That was mama, baby. <laughs> he did none of that to himself. That was mama. Mama had him dressed to kill. And you didn't know this. You didn't take time to get to know this. You should have met mama. <laughs> and then when you finally met mama, mama was trying to cover up. And she didn't want you near her baby because she didn't want you to see how messed up she had him. So when you met mama, mama had a chip on her shoulder because you were getting close to her baby. You about to take her baby away from her. And mama didn't want to let go baby. <laughs> this rascal is 30 years old. And mama still treat him like a baby. And she don't want you to know it. But you're another woman and you can see it. 
You look at like, mm-mm. <laughs> but then you and mama get competitive, and you know what you start doing? You start trying to do just like mama. You start trying to out So now you, she done washed the clothes. Well, you going to iron her. <laughs> you going to get in your car. Mama got your car. Well, you can tell her, I drive you. You are now trying to outdo mama than to see the mess that mama did and undo the mess. I know it's time. I got to I gotta let y'all out here, y'all. <laughs> you got to be careful. You got to be careful. These people are not messed up for no reason. You're the help meet. They didn't just accidentally get the way they were. They were trained that way. And God sent you to be a help meet. To help them meet the need that God has on their life. God needs them to rise up and be men of standing, men of valor, men of, men of, of courage. Forget who messed them up. God needs you to edify, to uplift, to encourage them, to prophesy to them. Instead of, you ain't no good. I hate I married you. You did. I wear my ring on the wrong finger because I married the wrong man. Really? Really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But let's bow your head. Come on. Let's go. Let's get out. It's time. That's enough. That's enough. We'll pick back up part two next week. Come on. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.